Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And if you're here, then you probably already know we're separating our episodes now. Survivor, if you want to see the recap, you got to go to our previous episode. Just go on whatever podcast platform you're on, you'll find it. Or if you're on YouTube, previous video, you'll have it right there for you. We're separating it now where Survivor will be its own thing and the three topics of the week will be its own thing, which is what this episode is. And we got some good topics for you tonight. Some are a little bit more deep. Some are a little bit more serious. And then we're going to end on a little bit of a lighter note. We always try to do that because we don't want to have you leaving these episodes feeling depressed and angry. They're important topics to cover, but I think we can do it in a way where we talk about it as a community. And then we move on to some lighter things to kind of round out the evening or day whenever you're watching this. Yeah. Yeah. So that is going to bring us to our first article. Our first article is in the athletic field. Yeah. Um, this was a huge shock. Uh, crazy, crazy event happened. And it was with a Raiders wide receiver named Henry Ruggs III, who's only in his second year in the NFL. So, yeah, Henry Ruggs, he played for Alabama. Great wide receiver. One of the better wide receivers for the Raiders right now. Potential to be one of the better wide receivers in the league at some point. I mean, he was incredibly fast, incredibly talented. Um, already had his own sneaker line coming out with Adidas. Like, Really doing well. Nothing but first round draft pick. For yeah, I mean, this guy had the possibilities were endless for him. Yes. How old was he? Twenty two years old. Twenty two years old. Man. So I'll read this right here. This is the headline, yes. guys. You for guys anybody who doesn't it. know it, Raiders Henry Ruggs III booked faces twenty years in prison after deadly DUI crash. Yep. yep. So to sum and- it up really quickly, Henry Ruggs was out in Las Vegas. Um, was apparently out of Top Golf and left with his girlfriend. And was, you know, intoxicated, got in the car, was driving and drove at 154 miles an hour into the back of a 23-year-old woman's RAV4. Yeah. And he broke, I guess, because then it said the impact, the airbags were deployed at 127 miles an hour, which it's crazy that I'm even like hitting these these specific miles per hour that he was going. But think about it. 154 slammed on his brakes to go 127, smashed into a RAV4. The RAV4 immediately went up in flames. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is the woman that was in the car, she is deceased. She's found she's pronounced dead at uh, the second the cops got to the scene. And Henry Ruggs is now facing up to 20 years in prison. Yeah, he's got some problems. He's he's got some major problems. So first off. He's driving a Chevy Corvette, as you guys know, the one of the newer Corvettes, super fast car, and they have an onboard computer, guys. So, you know, you might think there's no way of tracking this. There's like a black box in all of these newer vehicles mm-hmm. where they can tell your top speed. They can obviously use measurements at the crime scene through accident reconstruction. 
to determine exactly how fast you were going. And my guess is he was going 154. He sees the car late because he's intoxicated, and we'll get to that. He slams on his brake, but even by slamming on his brake, he only slows down to a, a buck 27 when impact occurs. And again, the computers can tell what speed you were going when those airbags were initiated, when they went off. And so 127 mile per hour into the rear of a vehicle, even if you're anticipating it, not much that you're going to be able to do to save you in that situation. And I also, not that this is the, the main thing here is a 23 year old woman had her whole life ahead of her, has now lost her life. There was also a dog that was killed and I believe it was in the car with her. I believe it was her dog. And the real thing that pisses me off here, not only the fact that he was going that fast. But as you mentioned, he was at a Top Golf, and when they did his blood alcohol level, I don't know if they did it through a blood draw or he decided to blow into a breathalyzer. I'm assuming it was the the first one where when he was transported to the hospital, they drew his blood. Mm-hmm. He blew a .161. Do I have that correct, Cody? I correct. want to make sure. You are correct. .161. The legal, uh, legal limit is .08. So anything above .08, in the state in the state of Nevada is illegal. So if you're a .09, you're over the limit. You can be arrested for DUI. He was essentially going. He was essentially two times over the legal limit and going 154 miles an hour. Yeah, I mean reckless is an understatement. Yeah, and, and I also think that he was driving 154 miles an hour and he hit into her rear end, which means that a couple of things are happening. You could be going 120. Like obviously, I've never ever gone that fast not even close not even in i, I mean i don't know who goes that fast no it's not but it's he obviously wasn't even looking at the road so even if he was he at that speed 54 i mean it's not like she was turning it's that it's like literally he just smashed into the back of her car so he's obviously driving home with his girlfriend just being extremely reckless and extreme like it's 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 so unfortunate. So I have a couple takes on this. It's so unfortunate that a 22 year old's life is now going to be a uh, 23 year old's life is now taken away, and and there's no knowing where what she could have done with her life. No. On top of that, you have a 22 year old now who was in athletics, promising, making a ton of money, who now probably has no future ahead of him. I mean, maybe no. he does, but like most likely not. No, he's he's done. The Raiders have already released him. You know, he could the- bring light. To you know that mistake that he made, but at the end of the day, he was a very he had a very bright future ahead of him, and it's stuff like this that you can't let the money when you're young. It's like these these are kids. He's a kid at 22 years old, bro. We were still kids, like we were still doing stupid shit. Somebody needs to help out with these young kids that are going into the NFL, making millions of dollars, so they don't do stupid shit like this. Yeah, it's I don't get it, and and there's a couple things there. First off. There's two charges that I know of. It's the it's the uh, reckless driving, which carries up to a six-year sentence. But then he has the DUI charge and obviously death resulting. That can be up to 20 years in prison. So even if he gets a reduced sentence, he's not eligible for probation um, in Las Vegas for it. And so he's got some major issues. The As I just said, the Raiders have already released him. Mm-hmm. The one thing... Again, I know these lawyers have a job to do it. I'm awful critical. I'm highlighting it now because I was waiting for you to touch on it. Yeah, you know, I hate the fact that I'll read an exact quote. So this came out almost immediately after. This is from Ruggs attorney David Chesnoff and Richard uh, Schoenfield. They told TMZ Sports, on behalf of our client Henry Ruggs III, 
we are conducting our own investigation as of this writing and ask everyone to reserve judgment until all facts are gathered. Well, let me tell you guys, your client was going 154 miles an hour, was drinking and driving and killed a 23-year-old woman. I'm not holding off judgment. And by the way, I don't know if it was illegal or illegal and, and, and in the relevance of what we're dealing with now, it doesn't really matter. But he also was carrying a loaded gun. And I have, I am all for concealed carry. As you guys know, I am not for concealed carry while impaired. That is a crime as well. If you have a loaded gun in on your person, even if you have the license to carry, if you are intoxicated, that is a crime. So a lot of mistakes here. He's in a lot of trouble here. He's in a lot of of trouble. That's a probably I believe it's a felony in Las Vegas in, in Nevada. So I don't, you know, I understand what they're doing. They're getting paid to put out a statement. Um, but I respectfully decline your request to reserve judgment until we know more information because it sounds to me like it's pretty cut and dry. There's no excuse that's gonna make me feel differently. Question for you, Cody, because I have seen back and forth on this on Twitter. At the end of the day, playing a professional sport is a privilege. Mm -hmm. But it's also a job, right? If mm -hmm. you're good at your job, you get to play. It's not like they're just giving out positions in the NFL because it's you're a good what, person. Very difficult, right? So he's playing in the NFL not because they're doing him a favor. He's playing there because he's good enough to play, right? So let's just say for an for for example sake, he's only 22. Yeah. Let's say he ends up doing he gets a 10 year sentence, but he only ends up doing five or six years because of whatever. You know, sometimes the prison system work. Do you think if he's still good enough and he gets out at maybe 28, 29, which is older, but still, he might still have it. Do you think he should be allowed to play in the NFL? Because there are people who say, listen, the two are not together. If he made a mistake and does his time, mm -hmm. he should still be afforded the opportunity to play in the NFL mm -hmm. if he is good enough. I think that if they do that to him then they're going to have to answer a ton, ton of questions if they do not allow him back. Because Michael Vick went to prison for, like, I think seven years. Yeah. I mean. Um, and that was Kareem for killing Hunt. multiple dogs. You know, Kareem killing Hunt multiple. Beat his significant other is on the Browns. Yep. The NFL doesn't do a great job of, you know, like, how yeah, you know what? You mess up, you're out. Guys mess up all the time in the NFL. I it's mean, true. the Washington football team is still being investigated for like sexual harassment charges and the owner still owns the Washington football team. But John Gruden's the one that got crucified in that situation and now doesn't have a job. But the owner of the Washington football team gets to still make his millions of dollars while he is being investigated for sexual harassment in his organization. Yeah, very unsafe work so environment. The NFL yeah, and, and Goodell, which is why Goodell gets booed the way that he does, is because it's just, I don't know. Well, he also suspended the greatest quarterback of all time. And by the way, it was a complete, say that. I don't care, Giants fan. It was robbery. Deflate gate, my ass. Okay. I mean, I I don't agree with the deflate gate. I, 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 said, I said, if Tom Brady whooped your ass that badly and a ball was slightly deflated, uh, you were getting your ass whooped that badly no matter what. Okay. <laughs> I'm an goat. athlete, bro. I'm an athlete first. Like, you don't come in here and be like, oh, well, your soccer balls weren't pumped up. Oh, we beat you 9-0. Yeah. You, you weren't doing anything. Like, yeah, just chill with that shit about Tom Brady. Tom Brady but is you're right. Dude. I love Tom Brady. I, Bro, you ain't going to come to me. I ain't a Tom Brady hater. I love and not Tom only that, Brady. I mean, you got a couple T, you got a couple Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. So, I mean, yeah, Eli, Eli did his thing. Listen, serious note to end this one because, you know, we're making a little light at the end here. But at the end of the day, a young woman lost her life because of yeah. the, the recklessness of, of, of Mr. Ruggs. 
And essentially, Ruggs is going to go to prison for a long time and probably ruined his own life. And it's just mm-hmm. a tragedy all the way around all the way because around. you essentially have two lives lost. And not only are those two lives lost, but the families of both parties mm-hmm. are also never going to be the same as well. Correct. The parents of the victim and also Ruggs's family. I'm sure he had many people that he was taking care of because he now had the ability to do that. And all that is gone. All that is gone. He's no longer an NFL player at this point. Yep. And, and again, we will qualify it by saying he's innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. But I think it's pretty indisputable as far as what we have right now. It was his car. He was found at the scene. He was in the vehicle. He was he blew a BAC above the legal limit. He He's in trouble. So, in you know, we're covering it because we want to tell you guys, again, whether you're a, a millionaire, a professional athlete, or just a normal person, if you're drinking, don't drive. Because it may not be your life that's taken from it, but it may be someone who's just driving home that night to go see their family. So do the right thing. Call an Uber. Call a Lyft. Nobody is above the law. Nobody is Superman or Superwoman and and, and can can beat the effects of being inebriated while driving. I've seen it my whole career. So do the right thing. Don't drink and drive. And again... Thoughts and prayers with with everybody involved because it's a horrific situation. Yeah, this situation is terrible. I went through something similar to this when I was I was a freshman and I was going into my sophomore year of college. One of my best friends that I went to high school with, year younger than me, in the car, drunk driver. The driver was drunk, went through a stop sign, hit a house. He passed away. Like you hear stories like this all the time, and it all almost is like. It's like people just take it for granted. It's like people take a lot of stuff for granted. I mean, I, he obviously he didn't do it on purpose, but that it doesn't that doesn't justify anything here. Um, I mean, I don't agree with what he's doing. So any anything that he gets, I think he deserves. He could have. He there's no reason to be going 154 miles an hour. Like you're driving yeah. while you're drunk. You're what are you? You're drunk driving and you're going 154. Mm. I don't know. And by the way, the NFL has a service for all NFL players where if you're drinking and you're out. They will send a car to pick you up, pick your car up, no questions asked. That makes it even more unacceptable. I, I mean, it's just, that. it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's a crazy thing. So, yeah. We'll keep you guys up to date on it. If we get an update on it, we'll see what happens with Henry Ruggs. I don't believe they've released the name, at least publicly, uh, about, the, you know, the victim. But, you know, we're, we're thinking of her and her family. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. So, moving Next on one. to topic number. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Number two. All right, our next article, um, this kind of goes in line with something that you and I have been talking about, right? We've been talking a lot about kind of like finances. We were talking about Elon Musk. We were talking about uh, Jeff Bezos. And mm-hmm. then it's like our phones are listening. So this article popped up and I, I looked at the I looked at the title and I was like, are you serious right now? Because it made me feel like my phone is listening to me. But the article title reads, top 1% in the U.S. now have more wealth than the entire middle class combined. And this is an article that everybody can look up. I want you guys to look up this article. I want you to read the entire article. I'm not going to touch on the whole article, but there's something in here that I thought was crazy, crazy. And this is what 
This is what I want to get your take on. What I wanted to show you guys here was the top 1% is made up of 1.3 million households making more than about $500,000 a year. The 77.5 million middle-class families make between 27,000 and 141,000. Okay, so that's where I guess they define the middle class. This is where it gets interesting to me. The middle class, the middle 60% have seen declining shares in key financial areas like real estate and corporate equities, corporate equities being, you know, stock, um, stock options and companies, stuff like that. So what that must be meaning is that people aren't investing their money in, uh, in stocks, which the people that are doing it, they're, they're doing well, which is obviously the top, the top percent. In 1991, the middle class owned 44.3% of real estate. They now own 38%. That same year, the middle 60% owned 21% of corporate equities. That has almost declined in half to 12%. And this is what, this is what really bothers me right here. The pandemic has only exacerbated these gaps with while middle and working class families have struggled over the past year and a half over the past year and a half kept afloat partially by Congress stimulus bills, billionaires continue to accumulate tremendous amounts of wealth. As of August, billionaires in the U.S. have gotten 62% richer during the pandemic, accumulating $1.8 trillion of wealth while the middle class has been getting crucified. Businesses weren't allowed to be open during the pandemic and you had billionaires becoming richer. Mm. My biggest problem with that is who was like, how and why were these billionaires able to thrive during this pandemic and double a $1.8 trillion increase in, in a month in, uh, in a year and a half and the middle class, like in New Jersey, I don't know about you, like I see storefronts shut down all over the place. And these are like the working class, the middle class. This drives me insane. This article was like infuriating as I was reading it. Yeah. Well, the rich, the rich definitely get richer, don't they? I mean, when the pandemic happened, as you said, the middle class, which is our business owners, all that stuff on the local level, they weren't unable to survive for the most part because they just couldn't cover their bills based on the lack of business they were getting or the lack of ability to sell product where these corporations, these multi-billionaires, they can survive something like this because they have, they're have they diversified. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And this is something more on a smaller scale. They were just doing it on a larger scale, I believe. When mm-hmm. the pandemic happened, the market crashed. And I have a, a, a stockbroker that I work with and we invested in some things like Royal Caribbean, um, hotels like... Uh, um, MGM. And the reason we did is because all those stocks that were hospitality stocks plummeted mm-hmm. when, when the COVID hit, because they were completely out. They almost went bankrupt. Yeah. So my stockbroker said, anything that you can afford to lose, invest it in these, in these equities, and you're going to make a ton of money. And based on what we were dealing with, I invested a decent amount of money, but it really wasn't that much in the context of mm-hmm. what these millionaires and billionaires were being able to invest. So I don't mind sharing with you guys. I think I made like twelve to sixteen thousand dollars from the amount that I put in to when I pulled it out, and I did not put that much money in there. So I can only imagine what the billionaires who probably put hundreds, if not millions, of dollars in that same stock, and and essentially took a a, a, a terrible situation and capitalized on it. Am I mad at them for that? Absolutely not. I'm not. But I do wonder. 
as they continue to monopolize everything we have, the the gap between the top 1% and everyone else is going to continue to to expand. And I really, I'm not a, you know, what's the word, an economist? I don't Mm -hmm. know what the, what that means. I'm assuming it's not good. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that these bigger businesses create jobs, but we have so many issues going on right now with the, with the pay gaps and in certain areas. And, you know, I think I'd feel different if I was a billionaire, but I'm not. And so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It's just, I don't think this ends up being a good thing, but maybe people in the comments or even maybe you might be able to shed light on that because I don't know how this story ends. Um, I'll tell you why it like kind of bothers me to a certain extent. Seeing the numbers is what really bothered me because during the pandemic, honestly, like like most people, I was just I, I was I was very blessed to have gotten the opportunity to go on Big Brother, come off with some money. But before that, I was extremely stressed out financially because every single every I was working in multiple fields and every field I was in was shut down. And I'm a private, I'm a, I'm an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. So I'm not salaried. I'm not, I can't file for unemployment. I can't do any of that. And so when it hit, I was like, dude, I'm in serious. Like how long is this going to go on? Like at first it was like, you know, we got to shut down for, you know, um, two weeks. Then it was a month and it was two months. And I was like, how, what is going on here? Like, when am I going to be able to start financially pulling money back in and i'm not talking about like a stimulus check that doesn't help that doesn't pay my bills the thing that bothers me is how a lot of these billionaires you know were when when you see that they become 62 percent wealthier through the pandemic and earned 1.8 trillion the only thing that i could think of is how like small business owners were were shut down but the big stores like the walmarts the targets shop rights all these big stores we're allowed to have people inside of them. And so there's a little convenience store who could still do it because they probably, in, in the grand scheme of things, pull in less people to their storefronts on a daily basis than these large buildings. But these large buildings lights were staying on and were staying open. Oh, yeah. Walmart had lines out the door. They had lines out the door. You're just you're putting more people into a location. That's where now as this information comes to light, it starts to bother me even more because like Jeff Bezos became exponentially wealthier through it because everybody was ordering online with Amazon. You know, they the Walmart it. CEOs, the Target CEOs, the shop, all these grocery stores, like the Costco's, they were becoming extremely wealthier during this time. And they almost seem to, I don't know, like be thriving through it. And that's what bothers me. And the reason why it bothers me is because you have these politicians talking about, we need to tax the wealthier. We need to tax the rich. You know exactly the same information that we know is that they are loopholing their taxes and the wealthiest are not paying their fair share of taxes because they're loopholing it through capital gains, whether it's it's different things that they've been able to loophole. That's what bothers me. It's like you're sitting here being like, oh, now we talked about it the other day. They're talking about the um, un, unrealized gain. That is going to be yeah. taxed, which that's a way to get at the rich. But that's also going to be a way to get at people like you and me who like have our money in stocks. Yes, we don't have this crazy diversified portfolio, but I have my money in stocks. And now if my money grows, I'm going to be taxed on that when I don't even take it out. It just stays in there. I'm very eager to see kind of what comes of this because I, I don't think – I think. What maybe is, hot well, that, take. I think the politicians are in bed with every single one of these companies. Oh, I mean, dude, that's there's no brainer. But like, and again, I'm not expecting you to solve world hunger here. But like, what what is what is the solution, right? Like, in one sense, we're both in agreement that like it sucks that they have to. They're going to try to do this, you know, 
unrealized capital gains for the millionaires and trillionaires of the world is, you know, we were critical of it last week, but is that a part solution? Because as of right now, we talked about the hypothetical that eventually this unrealized capital gain tax could affect guys like you and I, but right. I don't know about you, but I'm not making a million dollars a year. No, yeah. Oh, is that? I but hope, they they capped it at a million dollars a year. Yeah, you have to not only make yeah. a million, you have to make a million dollars three consecutive years. Okay. Before this would affect you, or be a trillionaire, okay. even a trillionaire at one point. So, my my question is like, what is the answer? And right. is you know, although we were a little critical of what it could become, is this a way to get at those people who are just like absolutely destroying? the economy in a I lot mean, of ways. It, They're it really making is. it very lopsided. No, because if because what's happening is all these companies and the, the the part in there that I didn't like also was that they were reliant these middle these these business owners were reliant on the government stimulus checks. Those are coming from the taxpayers. Mm-hmm. That's oh, government yeah, that's, all of us, yeah. that's all of us. So yeah. we're funding ourselves and the businesses when these other billionaires are not paying their fair share of taxes, which, you know, that's like this, I don't know, I don't know, a campaign that is used on the on the trail a lot is that the rich don't pay their fair share of taxes. But they were just all getting way more wealthier and the stimulus checks that were being handed out by the government came from our taxpayer dollars. And so, like, are, are we the only, we can't be the only ones just like kind of like raising an eyebrow to this. This is no, odd to I mean, me. We're feeling it in that the, at, the, at the banks, you know, and, and listen. We don't have the answers. We're like I said, we're not uh, economists. We're not experts no. in this field. Maybe we we're just giving our opinion because, yeah, we work like you An and economist. I, like you guys out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an economist. It, no, sir, it's it. That's a really good point. And this is what I think. I love that Joe Rogan does. Like, we are not experts, but I'd love to fire some questions at an expert and then be like, Yeah, oh, what is the solution here? Okay, that's like, my how do bad. we fix this? You know, like okay, whatever. You know, I guess I was wrong in that in that in that, yeah. in that sense. Way down below, guys. Again. There's been some really fascinating conversations going on in the comments, oh, I love not it. only with us, but w- with each other. And use mm-hmm. that comment section as almost like a discord to communicate with each other. Throw out ideas. We're a community. We're building every single week. Weigh down your opinions in the comment section. We read everything. So do. F- fire it off your opinions. What do you think the solution is to all this? I love capitalism. I love people have the opportunity to go out there and realize their dreams and become millionaires and billionaires Mm -hmm. by working hard and doing the right thing. But how does that affect the ecosystem as far as finances are concerned? Is there anything we can do to balance it out a little bit more effectively so that the millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires are not being penalized for being successful, but assisting and allowing us to become a more balanced economy? Way down below, we want to hear your thoughts. This is a topic that I think is going to be is never going to be ending, uh, and it's only been exacerbated by COVID. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I want to give a big shout out to uh, the Prez, Dave Portnoy, because during this time when I guess a lot of these millionaires, because he's in that top percentage, when he was making money, he was he created yeah, the, the Barstool, Barstool Fund, Fund and started yep. keeping the lights on and the doors open and paying employees for a lot of these middle class. Um, business owners that were getting crucified by the pandemic. So yeah, he's done um, like what, like 50 million or something like yeah, that. He was it, was like, it was a ton of money or maybe and it might even be 500 million. I don't know. It was a lot of money. You know what? I'm sure there were other people doing it, but he made sure it was known. And during that time and, and obviously there was, you know, maybe there are, there were companies that were really gaining a lot of money from the pandemic and putting it into good things, but I wasn't hearing of it. And so these are the articles that I see. So Absolutely. I'd love people Absolutely. to let us know if I'm wrong. I would love to see, what other people were doing, but absolutely brings us to our last topic. D, 
Yes, yes. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Lighter note here. Okay. I don't know how he does it, but here we are. I can't wait. Talking about Pete Davidson. For anyone who doesn't know Pete Davidson, uh, he's a comedian. He's currently on SNL. Um, he's He was famously known for dating and i believe he was engaged to ariana grande but he's been connected to so many successful beautiful women throughout the years and frankly and i'm not i'm not hating because i'm no supermodel but he's he's not no leo dicaprio or uh, uh chris evans or take your pick he's none of those people and he is just slaying the game and now from the from the from the rafters Kim Kardashian uh, nothing was confirmed. Nothing, nothing was confirmed, but all we know is this. You put the you put the pattern together. <laughs> Kim Kardashian goes on SNL. And SNL, you got to go there, you got to rehearse. So she's out in New York for about a week. Pete Davidson lives in Staten Island. So he's obviously out there as well. He's on the show. They're together about a week. Kim Kardashian goes on SNL, does her thing, and then about a week ago, they're at an amusement park in she California. SNL by the way. She did. She did very well. I was surprised. I don't think she wrote her own jokes, but still, she killed it. Delivery um, was good. Delivery was there. Nice pauses, all that good stuff. So, you know, as you know, when you go on a roller coaster, there's sometimes those still shots that are taken as you're like screaming or whatever. And in this particular shot, I don't know if it was a lapse in judgment, if it was a publicity stunt, but they're holding hands as they're going down the roller coaster. Could that be just a friendly thing? Of course, it could be. But I don't know. I, I, I look like it was more than that to me. And I feel like maybe there was like a moment where they were holding hands below, you know, the roller coaster where people couldn't see it. <sighs> and then they raised their hands up as they were going down. And that's how they caught it. But people are not slipping. However, they both basically come out. Their teams came out and said they're just friends. Mm -hmm. Now to add fuel to the fire, which is where we are now. Kim Kardashian went out to dinner with Pete Davidson like two nights ago. It was like a secret dinner or whatever. In Staten Island. In, so, I mean, I got to ask you, is it a publicity stunt? Are they just friends? Or is this a new relationship blooming right before our eyes? I'll tell you what. And I think the reason why um, Pete Davidson is able to talk to all these girls is. Oh, I know, I know why. I can't say it on the show. Say it we on the show. Because I knew. Here's the thing. The man's doing well for himself. We'll just put it that way. Financially, Pete Davidson isn't doing that great. I don't know if you know I'm, not, I'm talking about physically. Oh, you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. For anyone who can't see it, I'm talking. The man is, the man yeah, is, must have been blessed. He must he, have been blessed. And props to you, Pete Davidson. I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this, but I hung out with Pete Davidson for like a, a while. What? Wait. On, what? So the movie that I was in set it up. Okay. You know the movie on Netflix? The big Netflix movie, Set It Up. If you guys haven't seen it, go try to find me. If Plug, you blink, hit that up. Set you, It Up, Netflix. If you blink, you will miss me. So keep the eyes peeled. Anyways, my scene was with Pete Davidson. I was Pete da um, I was Duncan's hookup. His name, his uh, character's name in the movie was Duncan. So I had a scene with him and Glenn Powell. 
Okay. I come out of the I room, I notice. kiss him on the cheek, and I leave, and he slaps my butt. I was like, ooh, Pete. Anyways, <laughs> he had the most gentle hands. Um, but we hung out because we're shooting a scene together, so when the scenes break, we hang out together in the one room. When we had a longer break, we had to get set up for lighting. I went and hung out in Glenn Powell's um, trailer, which Pete hung out in as well. He is so chill, so down-to-earth, so funny, and just like kind of... He, He's just very authentic. And I will tell you what, being in and hanging out with him and Glenn Powell, who are their superstars. Yeah, they're big names. Little old me. Little old me. Pete was just like kind of asking me, like talking, you know, like Pete would talk to me almost like, like, what's up, dude? Like, not like, oh, uh, not like I was any lesser than him. When I would talk to Glenn and he would ask me questions, it was almost like, oh, what is like, what have you done? Or like, what are you doing? And it was almost like, bro, like, Listen, I know I'm just a fucking, I don't even, I have one line, but like, you chill, okay? Yeah. Don't talk yeah. down to me, because I'll yeah. backhand you in this fucking trailer <laughs> of yours. Oh, that's cute. Um, But Pete was not that guy. He was so awesome. It, I was cracking up the entire time around him. He's so funny, was so down to earth, was so amazing. Like, a fan ran up to him on, on the sidewalk as we were walking, and he just was so awesome with them, too. It was, and, and the thing is, you could tell, like, Glenn, when we, in that situation, was like, oh, man, I can't believe I didn't get recognized. And I was just like, holy shit, Pete Davidson is, like, big. He's also huge. He's just a cool dude. And so I think when he gets around these women, he just is who he is. And some of these women, these A-listers, they probably get, like, treated very differently. And they just want to be treated like a normal person. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I only hung around him for, you know, it was a few hours because the scene on these big sets take forever. He is a da- he just was very chill, very down to earth. He is who so he is. So charismatic, not crazy the- charismatic, but he's just he's really? funny, man. He's funny. He's subtly funny. He he definitely like hits you with jokes, and he has this like I don't know the way he talks. It's just funny, man. He's just cool. He was super down to earth. He'll ne- he you can mention he'll never know who I am, but that's the good thing is that like someone like me who he had no idea who I am has no idea like whatever he treated me. Like, it was like, cool. It was like, oh, like, come hang out in my trailer. And then Glenn was like, oh, no, we'll hang out in my trailer. It's it's bigger. And then we sat in his fucking monster-ass trailer. And it was like, <laughs> hi, dude, whatever. Um, but he was just a really cool guy. And I think that's what it is. But I also think that he's, he has, I think he, I don't know. I think he came out with Ariana Grande. He has, like, depression like and stuff like Anxiety. that. Anxiety. Oh, yeah. Anxiety. He all the time. Uh, but he was a really cool guy, man. And so that's what I think it is. It could He could be physically gifted. But I also think he's just, like, a really... I don't know. He's he just kind of seemed like straight up down to earth. But so let me ask you. All that said, do you think this is just the paparazzi and like the outlets making a big deal out of nothing, or do you think there's something here? Do you think they're do you think they're dating? That'll be. Very I don't know respectful. what they're dating, but I'll tell you what. Kim is probably very refreshed by his authenticity because I'll tell you what, she is not authentic, and she probably hangs around with a ton of people that are not authentic, and they're filming their show constantly, which is inauthentic. And so it's probably a breath of fresh air to be around him. And do, hey, do feelings come from that? Ex- yes, they do. You're damn right, they do. And look at Pete Davidson. Killing the it. Guy. I mean, killing it. I and mean, he's dated some really attractive women. Mm-hmm. And I, who was the last girl? There was uh, uh, it's, last It's woman. in this article. It's in this article. Yeah, there's been a few women he's been connected to. But I mean, it's just like his list is, I don't know how, how true they all are, but he's doing okay for it. himself for sure. You said there's a list of the other girls? People has confirmed in August that the comedian has split from uh, Phoebe. Not even going to attempt that. Um, <laughs> he was with. Uh, Cassie David, Katie Beckinsale, and Kaya Gerber. 
Oh, uh, Kate yeah, Beckinsale. Kate, Kate Beckinsale yeah, is is hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 done all right for himself. So yeah, I don't know if there's something there, but Pete, keep keep doing it for all the guys down there that aren't supermodels, brother. We support you. Keep making us proud. Keep doing your thing. Uh, Show the world that having a good personality means something. Yeah, and he does, man. He was really cool. I really liked him. We salute you. Yeah, that's. That's an interesting article. A little lighter note. Hey, listen, Kim, do your thing, girl. Listen, I love Ugh. the fact that Kim's not out there. She's she's a very successful woman. She don't need the money, right? She's beautiful. She she's she's a great businesswoman. She's made a ton of money. Say what you want about the Kardashians. They know how to brand. They know how to market. They're geniuses in that sense. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm glad to see her. You know, going for a guy because she don't need the money. So it doesn't. She doesn't care about fame. She doesn't care about money. She, she's basing it on and she might think he's very attractive i don't know she she might be all about it but you know hey hey, listen he's doing his thing i'm just happy for for both of them if they are in a relationship i do think there's something going on there to answer the question um i definitely think there's more they're more than just friends it might not be something super serious it may just be a fling but i definitely think there's something there yeah i i mean i agree with you bro i think there is something there um and uh hey this is the this is a crazy time in the in the world. We have all experienced something in this last year and a half that has been absolutely wild. I think there's way more stuff in the near future, a lot of chaos. And if they can escape from this reality a little bit and have some fun together, kudos so to So be it. Kudos so to So be them. it, man. Two millionaires in love. Kim Kardashian's <laughs> almost a billionaire. Tough life they have, huh? Oh Lord. Do you see Anything Kylie? To close it Kylie out? is a Kylie is a billionaire. She was a billionaire. She's not anymore. She sold like a portion of her company, uh, you know, because they do don't that? have a billion dollars in cash, but their valuation. But I'm pretty sure I saw an article not too long ago that said she's no longer a billionaire because she sold a part of her company and what she had less the, left, the valuation of Kylie Cosmetics went down a little bit, but she's still a multi-billionaire millionaire. and she's, she's, she's doing okay. Yeah. I'm not worried about Kylie. Yeah. Anyways, but that is that. That sums it up yeah. for our three articles, guys. Let us know down below what you guys think. Um, first one was really intense. Second one was a little bit, is a little different. It was more financial. And last one was just pop culture. Just a little bit of pop culture. Having some fun. Yeah. Weigh in the comments, too. If you have certain topics, we try to keep them relevant to that week. But if you have something that you want to hear us talk about, sound off in the comments. You know, tag us on, uh, you know, comment in one of our posts on uh, the Winner Circle handle. It's at uh, Winner Circle Cast. Right. It's not Correct. the winner circle cast. Right. It's at winner circle cast. Or you can uh, message one of us as well. I don't usually see all my DMs, but the best place to get us is in the comments section because we look at all the comments. It's a smaller community. So there's not as many comments. So that's a benefit to you guys. We get to read everything. If there's a certain topic you'd like to hear us talk about that you want to hear our opinions on, by all means, ask us. Cody, any final thoughts, brother? No, uh, I was just looking at because we had mentioned the Ahmad uh, Arbery trial the beginning, yep. and I guess jury selection, there was a little bit of issues with that. We're not going to get into it, but the the uh, the case is moving forward now. They, yeah, we're uh, going to have the judge, and so we'll be touching when on they that have a as, verdict, as When they have a verdict, either way, we'll cover it. Yep. So yeah, that's absolutely. it, guys. Thank you so much for all uh, joining us here. Uh, it's it's awesome. We love doing it. We appreciate you guys. Just make sure you turn on those bell notifications and subscribe to the channel because anything that helps us keep this going, we really appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. We appreciate you joining us here on the Winner's Circle. We will see you next week.